mystical experiences. I think um, there are so many things that happen when you're a pilgrim. Um, some of them often experiences that cannot be explained logically. And we are often left uh, wondering, you know, what to make of all of these experiences. Sometimes they fall into the, ter the terrain of the mystical or the spiritual, but that's okay. And what I'd like to do today is begin by sharing a story um, of something that happened when I was walking to Jerusalem. And it combines spirituality with mysticism, with um, kind of unusual feelings, past lives, it mixes it all in. So I hope you enjoy it. And this is a story that begins when we we were still in Italy. We had only been walking for about two, two and a half months. We were now in Northern Italy, having started in Rome, crossed over from Venice, and we're making our way towards Trieste. So we were in the last week or two, 10 days, something like this of our time in Italy. And at that time that we were walking, there was a lot of, physically there was a lot of fog, which was very unusual. Italy at that time apparently was going through a period where it's just heavy fog, unusual foggy experience, just walking conditions, which is very unusual. And on being on the road obviously makes it a little bit more, a little bit more dangerous. You have to be more aware. But at the same time, it seemed to lend an air of the magical, an air of kind of otherworldly that you're there, but other things are happening around you that also um, are not from this physical reality. And that morning, we had been walking towards a town called Cervignano, I hope I pronounced that correctly, uh, Cervignano or Cervignano. And it had been foggy. And we had stopped because Alberto, and I don't know if he's going to join the call, also had an experience during our walk there where a friend of his, a childhood friend who had uh, passed away in an accident, it felt as if he were transmitting a message, communicating a message to him. And it was a very powerful moment that we had just simply walking into that town, into Cervignano. And we had just crossed the town limits when this car pulls over and this woman comes out and just begins asking questions. Who are you? Why are you walking? What are you doing here? And just invites us to come and have a meal with her family, to have dinner with her. And we said, yes, thank you. She was very insistent. She knew where we were going, but she said, please, let me just give you something to eat and then you can continue on your way. We gratefully accepted that as, as pilgrims. And she drove us to her home where we had a, a lovely, lovely meal with her family. And while there, um, we're just talking about our walk and what we're doing and our beliefs. And she leaves the room for a moment and comes back with a postcard. And on the postcard is a picture of what looks like um, a star. And she explains to us, she goes, you know, you really have to go to this town. It's called Palmanova. And it's essentially a castle, a walled castle in the shape, but it's in the shape of a nine-sided star. And the way she was talking and the way she was insisting, it just felt to both Alberto and I, it just felt as if we were being asked or guided to go to this town, even though it was out of our way. And so we said, okay, but we can't really walk there. And it was getting dark. And she said to us, well, don't worry, I'll take you there. And then all you have to do is just go in and walk around 
the walk around the castle walls and then go in through the main gate. And so we said, okay, against, I don't know, your judgment says to you, it's late. You've been walking all day. You're tired. You need to stop and get a place to sleep. We still don't have no place to sleep yet. And the other part of you, your heart or a part of you bigger than you is saying to you, go here because I'll, maybe there is something there for you that you need to experience. And during our pilgrimage, we had learned to listen to those little cues from the universe, those little hints of intuition that say to you, go here. And so we decided to act on it and accepted her offer to drive us to Palmanova. We arrived as it was getting dark. The fog was still there. And she dropped us off and just said to us, walk around the wall, walk around the walls, and then come inside, crossing the bridge, and go into the town. And we said, okay. So, you know, we said our goodbyes and put on, you know, we put on our, our backpacks and we started walking around. Now, if you can imagine this, the fog is rolling in. It's starting to get dark. It's not completely pitch black yet, but it's quite dark. We're in an open field to one side of us is just grass and some tall grass onto one side. And on the other side is a big, the walls, the walls of what is a fortress essentially rising to one side of us. And as I, as we begin walking, we're walking around. We're not sure why we're walking around. I don't remember now why we decided to walk around, not just go through the front door. But because she had said to us, walk around, we decided to go walk around. And as I started walking, in a, I was feeling a little bit eerie. It was a very eerie feeling. I was going very slowly, trying to watch our steps because we were walking. Um, there's not really a path there. We're just kind of walking around the, the edge. And in a moment, and it happened in a flash, I saw myself as an old man walking those very same walls. In an instant, I felt a familiarity that I had been in this place before. I had walked here before and I saw myself as an old man hunched over, wearing clothing that was maybe a little bit tattered, holding a staff and um, with a like a donkey or a mule walking alongside me. And it sent ripples of electricity through my body. And I had to shake it off. I said, well, come close, don't walk too far away from me. Because at that point he was ahead of me trying to kind of mark the way. And I said, don't go too far because this was really, it was kind of creeping me out. It was just had, it was a very, a very, um, just a, a feeling that felt other otherworldly. Eventually we, it took us a, a good, I would say more than half an hour, 45 minutes, but we made our way around and found the only entrance we could find. And we just walked in, crossed a small moat on a small bridge and walked through a tunnel um, into, it's basically a tunnel, it's like a, a road where everybody walked in and just started walking towards what we felt was the center. We didn't know exactly where we were going. And our intention was to find lodging. And our way of finding lodging had become arrive in the town, look for the first church, monastery, look for a convent, anything spiritual, ask for the spiritual leader, be it the priest or the minister, whoever it is, and just explain that we are pilgrims and that we only need shelter for the night. We don't need food. We don't need money. And we had learned to do this in Italian and had become quite proficient at it. And so that was our plan. So when we kept on walking, we realized that we were arriving um, into the heart of the star. And to us, 
it was such a symbolic thing because the star um, in my worldview and Alberto's worldview, the star is a symbolic um, explanation. It's a way that we define our divine self, our part of us that is eternal. I believe that we are stars, brilliant, shining, eternal, and have incarnated or have come into these bodies to play, to experience, and ultimately to bring this light forward into the world. And so to be in the heart of the star symbolically felt as if we were touching or coming close to the essence and the heart of who we are and so we made it into the center we were standing in the center kind of looking around and it's like wow this is like really this is really amazing that we're here in the center of a star how often do you get to walk symbolically into a star and it was a very well lit kind of plaza area and so we just stood around for a while and then said okay well let's ask somebody where the house of the priest is and so because we saw a church nearby and we asked a, a passerby and he said to us, oh, just go down this particular um, laneway or small road and he's, his home is there. And what was curious about that is that there were many kind of offshoots, many roads going off, which makes sense. If you're in the heart center of the star, there are going to be many roads to either direction of you. But this particular laneway or road that he told us to go down as a street was pitch black. There were no lights in that particular street. We thought, well, okay, that's kind of weird, but let's just follow that and see where it leads us. And so imagine we're in the light um, where the star is in the plaza, in the heart of the star. We start going down one of the streets where it's pitch black. As we're entering into that street, we're gonna just, you know, maybe a, a few feet in, we see the shadow of a person, a very large person, like a large, a large individual coming towards us and at this point we're feeling like are we in going in the right direction and so we just said um you know excuse me are we and before we could even finish what we were saying he just kind of said i don't know don't ask me just kind of brushed us off very kind of very angry very angrily very brusque and i thought what's we just want to know where we're you know where to find the, the house and alberto was saying look why why are people like this? Why is he so afraid of it? All we wanted was just to ask where to find something. We just kept on walking a few more steps and then realized, you know what, we're not going to find anything in this darkness. Let's just make our way back to the plaza and let's see if we can find somebody else to ask. Well, we go back to the plaza and to our great surprise, this big gruff man, like he's towered over both of us, just stood there and was looking at us. And he said to us, um, who are you and uh, what are you looking for? And so we explained that we're pilgrims and we just need a place to sleep for the night. And we're looking for the house of the priest to see if they can just give us shelter in any room that they have. And in that moment, there was, I felt an emotion um, surge in me for some reason, because I, I saw this man's eyes begin to well up. And he just kind of nodded his head. He didn't say anything. He just said, you know, follow me. And we followed him. He was very quiet. We just kept saying, you know, thank you so much. You know, we really appreciate it. He didn't say anything. He just led us to the house of the priest. And he knocked on the door and explained to the, to the priest, who was very surprised to receive a caller, obviously, at, uh, in the evening. And we're always reluctant to, you know, knock on doors at night because 
think about it. If you were in your home and somebody knocked on your door, looking the way we did, you know, with big backpacks and carrying walking sticks, would you be quick to answer the door? So it was um, for us a great gift to have this man who was in the beginning quite gruff with us to lead us to the house, to explain to the priest who we were and to speak in our favor was a huge gift. And when we finally uh, said to him, you know, thank you so much. And the priest said, yes, he had a place for us to sleep. He had a room where we could lay out our sleeping bags. We just thanked him profusely. And, and the man was, had tears in his eyes. He was just very, um, very emotional, very deeply, very deeply touched. And of course, you know, so were we. And we spent the night, we spent the night in, um, in that church. And then the next morning, you know, we went back to the center of the star and we stood in the heart of that star once again and appreciated that it is fear above all things that keeps people from touching the heart of that star. It is nothing more than the unknown, the fear of that stranger, the fear of that something is going to happen to me if I engage with someone. Fear, nothing more that stops individuals from really connecting with each other and connecting with the heart of who we are and the essence of the light that we are and that we are bringing into the world. And well, you know, maybe we'll do this again. We'll do another story with this mystical experiences because I think this is something that people are maybe shy to talk about when they go on the Camino or where they go on pilgrimage. But to, to me, and I know to you, these are just very common experiences that happen. It's the way that spirit wants to communicate with us and to help us in our spiritual quests and our journeys towards knowing who we are and our deeper selves. So I thank you all for listening and watching. And I look forward to the next stories that we share together on the Pilgrim Story Hour. Have a great day and buen camino.